space-time, the ever-expanding frontier. These are the records of the most needlessly complicated rewatch of the Star Trek franchise ever. Its mission, to locate every second, contemplate every eon, from outside time to the Big Bang, to the 20th century, all the way to the end of all existence. To do what no sane entity has ever done before. This is the Temporal Trek Podcast. Welcome back to the Temporal Trek Podcast. We are in Chronodate, Season 3, Episode 26 of the podcast, and Season 1, Episode 24 of Enterprise, Two Days and Two Nights. Uh, famous, infamous, I don't know what this episode is liked, I'm not entirely sure. Um, there is good, and there's certainly some bad in this episode, uh, but it completes our Ryson Trilogy, Part 3. Uh, I'm Dan Hitch, and... And I'm Dan Huckfield. And we're going to be taking you through this one. The Dan Dan. I still haven't worked out how I can take uh, uh, Paul's little uh, thing from uh, Vox Solar and turn it into a jingle yet, but I will figure out something. <laughs> Dan Dan. Uh, before, before I go back to work, as we were just talking, uh, I'm going to figure out some new jingles for these uh, episodes. Um, right. We start with our L Carl system, locating the, the episode. Uh, L for location. We have another captain's log. It's another star log. And not only that, the way this is scheduled, this uh, episode takes place or starts in February 18th, 2152, and it will be released on February 18th, 2022. 130 years to the date apart. Uh, how about that for forward planning? Yes. Not that I actually Excellent planned work, it mate. that way. Excellent work. There we go. <laughs> that was complete fluke, by the way. I have no idea I was going to do that, but there we go. Um, we're going to do it slightly differently with two days and two nights. We're taking a break, just like the crew, yeah, taking a break from the out, format. Chill out. Chill out. Yeah. So we're going to go day to night, day to night, because it's two days, two nights. You see what I did there? Um, that's the best my transition is going to get. So we're going to start with day one yes. on uh, two days and two nights. And it's another log entry. Uh, and we've sort of said we've finally taken... Um, a while to get here so it's not a brief detour like the last week's episode okay. this has now taken a while a whole week since Des desert crossing probably takes you a week to forget that but there we go um and we now learn that there's half the crew who are going to go yes. on holiday and they had to take lots and we tried to keep it fair um uh, yes it's you know it's great that the crew are going to get a break but why like are they really going to miss any like pulsars yes. for the next two days? Uh, you know, whatever is out there in space is still going to be there two days later. The, the other half of the crew can maybe have a better episode next week <laughs> and they have their holiday. Why? Why do you think that they drew lots? I don't know, but it's very lucky that the main cast uh, won the hmm. lot lottery, doesn't it? Fix, fix, <laughs> fix. I would be Lieutenant Hess and everybody else yeah. on the lower decks going, hang on a minute. You can imagine, um, though, can't you? There'd be parties going on, wouldn't there? There'd be, you know, everyone would yeah. be just sort of like, they'd be bringing in cakes and stuff into the engineering department. <laughs> I would love to see that episode. That would be great. I just want to watch what they're doing on the ship. In fact, that might be a criticism of the episode for me coming up later. Um, but yeah, like, especially considering we had um, a crew member who was uh, handling Archer's bags onto the shuttle. And it's Rostov from Voxelar. Oh, is it? Uh, or, Vo or Voxel Corsa. It's, so it's the same actor, and he got a callback, and he didn't get to go on holiday. No. And he was just taken over by a weird white uh, slime creature just a couple of weeks ago. He definitely needs yeah, that Yeah, he holiday. could definitely do with a break, can he? Absolutely. And just, uh, I mean, I get it that maybe not all the crew can leave the ship at any one time for security reasons. Reed would have like, a you know, fit <laughs> if if they left the ship on its own. Um, but why they couldn't do two days for half the crew and two days for the other, don't know. Um, but T'Pol does say, you need a vacation. You need to go on holiday. Trip says, I'll bring you a souvenir. And it is one of my traitrids. It's time you learned to weigh the possible repercussions of your actions. You've always been impulsive. One pan fried catfish. It showed you to the nearest airlock. Maybe this will teach you. He's wearing that shirt again, two times in three episodes. Um, oh, God. Just, I mean, he can pull it off. 
as I said in Fallen Hero, he can pull that look off, but uh, and I can't. Maybe that's why I hate him. Um, any, any thoughts on the build-up to getting to Ricer? Um, no, not really. Just another. It's just you know, it's a little build. It's a little sort of um, start to the plot, really, isn't it? It's it's very simple. It's just um, I, I like the fact they they use the same shirt. <laughs> I I quite like that about Trip actually. I th- I think I said that in Fallen Hero. I quite like that look for Trip. He rocks it. <laughs> he does, you know, and you know, there's no real reason that they should be in uniform yet. Like, there's no regulations about being out in space yet. Um, I, I very much doubt Starfleet have got very secure protocols. Why we can't see them in some more relaxed day sweatpants? And you know, if they have to wear those shirts, fair enough. But you could have Hawaiian shirts too. Um, it's I don't know. Just it burns my eyes just looking at it. Um, <laughs> After all the desert and everything last week, uh, burning into our, our synapses, there we go. Um, we're on the shuttle pod and we're going down and discussing our plans. Yes. Uh, Porthos and Archer are going to go and relax. Maybe he's going to read a book somewhere. Uh, Trip and Reed are going to broaden their cultural horizons. Uh, God, we're going to have to talk about it, aren't we? we are. um, <laughs> we'll probably get more into it when we get to the night part of the segment, but... Uh, use of culturing, uh, cultural horizons being broadened and the way they're discussing it already, like a pair of schoolboys yeah. uh, going away on their first school trip. And even Hoshi rolls her eyes at him and says, is that all you think about? Any thoughts? Any thoughts on that? I think um, I can see it in the writer's room, can't you? Can't you? you can just see him mm-hmm. sort of writing that, that little interaction and, and just giggling. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let's say cultural horizons <laughs> no one has spot it there's a kid in the corner who's one of the other writers he's yeah. like yeah that's fantastic yeah. that's a really good idea uh yeah just i'm not no i'm not going to go into it we'll, we'll talk about it uh, later um travis tells us he's going to go and climb and we're probably not going to see anything of that <laughs> at all uh, and uh, we get probably the most interesting story for me is flux mm and his hibernation another reason to extend the holiday to maybe six days and do a third of the crew at a time two days each time and you know give him his full six days of hibernation makes perfect sense to me um i like the idea that they call back to dear doctor where he said he's going to need six days off for the year to hibernate and then come back it seems a natural time for the entire crew to take a break but they don't no yeah i mean i think again What's nice about that is it, it it sets him out as very alien again. I think it's something mm, that they do yeah. quite well, actually. And, it, you know, it's another alien thing. You know, it, it, it marks him out from the rest of the crew. I think, again, you know, talking of things that Star Trek should maybe, uh, Star Trek, Starfleet should maybe have more planning for is maybe having a spare doctor. Yeah. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> you know. maybe maybe a holographic one you know yeah, just because idea, yeah. we've had plenty of holograms uh already in star trek enterprise so yeah maybe just something yeah maybe just a, a, like an e-consult form i don't know how many you've had to fill in yes. uh, over the covid period yeah. but uh here in the uk uh with our gp surgeries and things like that for us listeners um yes we have healthcare. <laughs> um <laughs> We've got sorry i had to rub that in um but we've got an e-consult form where you have to fill in anything so if one of my kids you know hurts themselves or anything like that you know falls over um and you want to talk to a gp you fill in all the form and you get sort of responses back or a phone call at least if it's a serious thing um you could easily do that with the computer maybe have like a program response thing uh but we've got crewman cutler so it does give us a chance to bring back crewman cutler as well um just any thoughts on Cutler being good enough to take over after what eight months of medical training at, at tops at best? <laughs> well, she proves she isn't, doesn't she? Unfortunately, I really like Cutler as a character actually, and it's such a shame. I mean, you know, beyond the fact that she died, that's that's awful in itself. But it's such a shame for the the, the uh, Enterprise that she wasn't able to sort of expand into the role that I think she probably would have done mm. if um, you know if she was able to. Um, so yeah, um, I mean, it is, it's bizarre, you know, at least have, you know, have a nurse, have a, (laughs) you know, have someone who's properly medically trained, you know, one doctor is, is, you know, what happens if he, if he gets injured? Mm. No, I mean, it's, 
it's poor foresight to say the least. I mean, uh, Tripp's got an entire team. He's got a Lieutenant Hess of mm. his own. Why can't Flux have someone? Absolutely. Um, who is equally trained. Yeah. Um, just for shift reasons. Yeah. Uh, surely they don't make Flux work 24-7. <laughs> Yeah, I know he only needs to sleep six time six days a week uh, a year, but it, you know he needs some time. What, what what's happening in all those scenes where he's in the mess deck and he's eating everyone's food? Uh, who's <laughs> looking after sick bay? Exactly. Yeah, very strange. Yep. Um, but that's day one. There's there's really not much else that actually happens in the daytime. Um, Archer goes into his room. We get to see a Horgon doorbell, yes, which I definitely want as he goes into his room, and we find that uh, Topol has gone ahead with some excellent excellent penmanship. And giving him oh, yes. uh, a little card with uh, the Serac, the, the teachings of Serac book to read whilst on holiday. He's only got two oh, days. No, give that's them a really yeah. thick tome. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but when I go on holiday, you know, my plans would be, <laughs> oh, I'm going to read this, I'm going to go and visit this, I'm going to do that, and I end up sitting on my ass for for a week <laughs> <laughs> watching telly. Yes. Yeah, Star pretty Trek, much. Actually, yeah. Probably. What? <laughs> <laughs> the amount of hotel rooms where there's been Star Trek in a different language or something else on. Absolutely. Yeah. And I always have the good intention to read a book yeah. or take a book with me, yeah. but never get the chance to do it. Yeah. I don't know why. There we go. But that's day one. Then we move into the evening. Sticking with Archer, we now we saw this lady on the balcony when he first moved in, but there wasn't really an interaction. We know that she's got a dog. Now the dog has made its way onto uh, the decking uh, for Archer's compartment. They're barking, they're interacting. Uh, Porthos, wonderful acting there. I don't know what he was actually growling at, what they teased it on behind the camera to get him to do that face, but that was really good expressive work there. Uh, some better acting than maybe some of the guest stars who they've had this season. Um, but uh, there's a flirty relationship with this lady. Um, really unusual, given what we know at the end of the episode, what she is or who she might be working for, that she doesn't take him straight up on the offer of going for a meal and that she doesn't start her interrogation from the get-go clearly she's been given a mission to find out something yep. but she says she can't do it and it just seemed odd you know think of all the spy thrillers that are in my head if you want to start you know getting on your agent and figuring out what they know you start from the get-go and you spend every living minute to try and win over their trust well she doesn't do that mm. so is she maybe the worst spy we've ever seen in star trek <laughs> Possibly, yes. I think you might be right, yeah. Perhaps she's just being very subtle. Mm, maybe, maybe. You know, maybe she's Don't come on too strong. Playing the long game. <laughs> Archer is a good read of character. He figured out uh, uh, General Grapp. Yep. I don't know why I'm saying that name. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, he figured out people quite quickly. Maybe she feels if she comes on too strong. Yep. Maybe, yeah. Okay, I can, I can go with that. Uh, but he's um, flirting with a... Uh, it, this sort of goes around all the scenes. So what the reason I'm doing the breaking down of the days, the scenes jump and change all the time, but there's not really a link between them. So I'm just going to do Archer's bit, and then we'll do Rip, Treed and Rip, if we have to, uh, and then all the other Treed and Rip, well. who are they? Uh, Treed and Rip. Oh, Treed and Rip. They would be two. They are the uh, the nurses that Phlox doesn't oh, talk okay, about. right. Treed and Rip. Everyone wants Treed. No one wants Rip. No, no one wants a, a nurse called Rip. No. Um <laughs> Treat and Rip, that's a new power couple right there. Um, we do get a scene where he's using the um, telescope yes. and he spots Earth 90 light years away. Yep. So we're establishing how far we are from uh, from uh, Earth and that there was a couple that he met that had a 300th year anniversary. Any thoughts on this first night for Archer? Um, I, I, I quite like it, actually, because I think it's very real. It's very, you know, mm. you're just settling in, you know, you just sort of, you know, I mean, the, the the telescope is a little bit odd, I suppose, but it just happens to be one. <laughs> what I'd expect is like, you have to put a 50p in it. You know, <laughs> and you get sort of two minutes and then it just shuts again. <laughs> There's no rice and seagulls yeah, just sitting on top exactly, of it, yeah. just not letting you yeah. use it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I quite like it. It feels very natural. So how, I think how you'd be the first night, just be going, you just sort of go, ah. Oh, Lovely. I just chill out for a bit now. So, yeah, I mm -hmm. thought it, it, it was very believable. And there is a lot of times where I've been on holiday, you meet that strange couple yes. you talk to yeah. for the entire evening yeah. and then never see again. Yeah. Or you might see them every single time yes. because you're in the same place. And you think, oh, God, why did I speak to them on the first night? <laughs> it's like, oh, God, they've got the same stories again. They're the exact same people. Yeah, Martha and um, Barry. 
from West Bromwich. <laughs> We're on holiday. All right. We're on holiday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so moving on from a very nice, gentle introduction to our holiday, we then get Trip and Reed, or Treed and Rip. Um, yeah, God. First of all, the clubbing outfits. Is that a good clubbing outfit? That's a bad clubbing <laughs> outfit, isn't it? That's a that's a middle-aged dad <laughs> recently divorced. <laughs> oh my god, it is. It really is. Trip especially. Yeah. And I'm not gonna hold it as a trade trip because I've already done that for his fashion already. And if I had to go for fashion alone on this episode, <laughs> I think you'd get a dozen trade trips. Oh my god, it really is. They are middle-aged dads who just got divorced or widowed. And they're going on the pool for the first time, yeah, isn't it? it is. That's it. That's that really yeah. is. But with the mentality of schoolboys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, we get some, oh my God, egregious dialogue in this scene alone. I don't think she's the right pronoun. I mean, it's nice that they're aware of pronouns yes. still. I mean, very forward thinking. Unfortunately, it's immediately followed up by the next line, which is what? Worth the risk that it's, that this alien is a male what <laughs> what oh it's so jarring <laughs> to think you know this is the most recent or was the most recent trek yes until uh, just a few years ago and there's a line like that this is the kind of line you'd expect to see in in tos if not mm. tng mm. season one and two yeah. this is not no. what you expect to hear is it um just thoughts i you know i'm flabbergasted by these scenes yeah i mean it's it is it's awful it's 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 what happens when when writers are allowed to do sexy trek and then you know and take it even a step i mean i would say a step further in in sort of awfulness in in sort of just teenage boy just badness Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. No, it's just I mean it's awful and and um <clears throat> the weird thing about it is for me is that it almost tips over into comedy. Mm. Almost let it get away with it for that just it's so ridiculous. It's the parody of a bad exactly, yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it was written like that. I don't think that was the you know, that wasn't the 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 aim for it. That was, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, oh, I mean, we, we've ripped into Sexy Trek quite a lot. And, and this is, this is sort of, this is like utterly unsexy Trek, isn't it? It's just <laughs> creepy Trek. This is creepy Trek. This is what we've, we've moved into now. We've moved into creepy Trek and, and just, oh God. It's, I mean, the whole thing is awful. I mean, yeah. Uh, is, yeah, I'm going to stop because it's just awful. <laughs> I think maybe that's a new thing, isn't it? Just keep an eye out for not just sexy Trek, but creepy Trek, where it's just too much. Um, it There was a character, um, Chris Brinner, back in season two, when I did um, Past Tense, um, the billionaire oh, yes, who yeah. sort of got, got into uh, Jadzia Daxi's personal yes. space. And I used to go, ew. Yeah. This was a ew yeah. moment for me. Yeah. So maybe that's that's the new jingle. I don't know. I'm going to figure out some new jingles for, for all of this. Um, but, oh, God, they say it's a well-earned break. Yes. I mean, Trip, yes, has been through quite a bit. Reed has actually had quite a successful year, yeah. as we've said. So really, stress-wise, he's had the most relaxing time for the entire year that they've had so far. He doesn't really deserve it. No. Especially, I mean... He, he might deserve it, but he doesn't deserve it after that, does he? No. You know, he, and the way he he said thank you for the drink. Did you pick up on the way he said it? It was almost like he was saying the word stinky. <laughs> Very strange. Just like in Shuttlepod <laughs> Shuttlepod One, it's like thank you. Um, <laughs> what, what on earth was that? <laughs> oh God! It, if that's his British, if that's British charm yes. in the twenty second century, the the human race is screwed. screwed that's absolutely. it or at least the british yeah at least the british side of it that's why maybe we don't see that many brits uh, in space after that um they, they got a very bad reputation yeah. off the read <laughs> uh, um 
Travis is off climbing. Yep. We don't see it. No, so he doesn't really get anything to talk about for this evening. <laughs> uh, he's got the most interesting story. I would love to see an adaptive cave system yeah. that you have to climb, but you have to change and stuff. That would be great. You could have a bit of a sports element to this episode. Maybe that'll come into our changes. And Hoshi. Yes. Uh, sits down, speaks Ryson. Uh, almost fluently yes. with no accent according to this couple meeting another couple on holiday keeping that thing going of all the stories and i'm jumping ahead and thinking of all the other scenes as well this is the most wholesome nice believable organic relationship for the entire episode yep. and i really like this element i do um i don't know about you yeah i do absolutely i think you know it just shows if you're an adult and you're sensible mm. and you go to the you know the sex planet <laughs> You'll be all right. Yeah, absolutely fine. Yeah, and there was a moment where I was thinking, "Oh, does this go into creepy territory?" And I forgot. You know, when the when he first comes yeah. over, but the way he holds himself, yeah. he's very reserved. He talks to her with respect. There's there's nothing to suggest. You know, like creepy Vulcan back yeah. in um, yes, in uh, fusion, but in fusion, absolutely. There was none of that. No. I didn't get that at no. all. Um, it was lovely. I just really really yeah. like it. Yeah, and that ends the evening. Really, um, uh, we get Taklunat. Good night. So that was good night to the second night on holiday. Um, so far, not really much has happened on their holiday. It's very, very, very simple. Um, we get uh, a little bit of talk about uh, schools being named after Archer as the night goes into the morning. Um, Trip and Reed are bragging about various different episodes. Uh, and it's a clip show <laughs> like it would have been made a, a lot better if it was a clip show rather than them talking because i would love to have seen that that it was just them talking to these aliens and bragging but it like they change it like they oh, refilmed yeah, okay. the scene yeah they with yeah. them made out to look like the better yeah. side of it uh you know um uh you, know, you have reed sort of standing there with a bigger chest <laughs> like it's been inflamed and that would have been comedy yes. for me done right yeah. um and we won't veer into what that eventually goes with with Trip and Reed. Uh, the women turn out to be men. Yes. Trope. Um, do we want to talk about it? Is it just? It's maddening. The only thing I like about it is it's what they they got what they deserved. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They did. They were such. I mean, just idiots. You know. It's <laughs> like, you know, that, that trope of British people going abroad. And, you know, mm -hmm. and speaking loudly in English so that they can, mm -hmm. you know, and it just like, yeah, there you go. You know, you got what you deserved. And, and um, yeah, but beyond that, it's, it's just, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing of it is just, why, why did they have to be such idiots? Why did they have to make the two, you know, the two guys... They couldn't be any. I mean, they're not even stereotypical, really. I mean, well, they are, but they're not because no one's that much of a bloody idiot. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe some. But they are for this episode. Are, exactly. I mean, you know, these are these are highly trained individuals. You know, these are trained and, and responsible people. Now, what are they like in their day-to-day -day work environment and their, their 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 interactions with crew members and stuff? I mean, you know, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. They couldn't be any worse, could they? I mean, they couldn't mm -hmm. be any more just awful and, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's almost, it's almost, again, it's almost comedic. Mm. You could have done it differently where they weren't quite so sort of creepy and horrible. And they started chatting to these people, you know, and that's what would happen, you know, on holiday. You know, they're single guys, so yeah, that's you know, so so so, so that's up to them, you know. But do it mm -hmm. with a little bit more subtlety. Do it less like, you know. It, uh, I'm just glad they ended up in their pants. They deserved it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a part of an episode where it's justice being served. Yeah, because their approach was off, so they got. They got served what they needed. As you say, they deserved it. And But it's playing on that trope again. The the, the idea that, you know, the beautiful women yes. aren't what they yeah. they are. Um, you know, Rogue Planet did it with yep. the slug in Archer. But 
but that didn't that that wasn't ew that wasn't you know yeah, horrible yeah. Uh, it wasn't transphobic which i think is a very justified okay. um um side to things that people have said about this episode because you know they they do say you know um it's male that's a bad thing you know they they are saying that they don't want to be sleeping with men and okay fair enough they're straight men yeah. but why make it such a part of the episode mm. it's 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 maddening it just is maddening about why they included this lot of dialogue like i say if they had kept it as this mock clip show of previous episodes but where they come off in a better light yeah. and they bore the ladies to tears that they then leave for me would have been a much more satisfying and funny punchline to the entire Absolutely. thing um, that, yeah i mean like, what they could have done they could have as you say done that bored them to yeah. and as they walk out the door they morph into the who they really are <laughs> yes absolutely and still have it like you know that we were going to mug them yeah. but they are worth yeah, exactly yeah. they have nothing about yeah. them that we need to take that yes absolutely yeah oh i like that yeah i'm gonna keep that that's that's my rewrite there we um uh travis yes. travis gets injured <laughs> and so the evening into the morning at some point travis lost his grip <laughs> and uh, he he fell down. He went to an alien hospital, and Paul said, yeah. "Yes, I've also been to one. It was in San Francisco." Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and Travis is a bit whiny. Mm. I don't know if that came across for you, for, but for me, he just seemed a bit like a, a five year old yeah. child. I want my doctor. I want my medical professional to look after me. Yeah. Any thoughts? Well, I think also, like, it's, I mean, talking about the underserving of 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 um, Travis. He mm-hmm. was climbing some rocks. He fell down. He injured himself. He went to an alien's um, hospital, and I never mm-hmm. felt any need to show any of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not even a moment yep. of it. You know. Yep. <laughs> the poor man. I mean, I'd love to. I'd love to speak to him and find out how he feels about all this because, you know, I mean, there's underserving and there's just downright ignoring, isn't there? Mm. And that's what he gets. Yeah. He just gets ignored. It's it's. I mean, this is this is a well trodden ground, but you know, it's just unbelievable. And even even when we even when we see him, it, there's nothing there. He doesn't actually do anything in his own part of the storyline. Yeah. He lays on a bed. Yeah. He turns up, whines for a doctor, and he sweats a bit. Yeah. That's all they give the actor to do. It's so underwhelming about a potentially very action oriented part yeah. of the episode. It could drive the plot forward that he's falling off the cliff and the, the this hospital aspect you know they haven't dealt with humans that there's a genuine yeah. um worry from the doctors that they can't treat him loads of things they could mine from that and nothing nothing at all there we go uh we move into day two um the boys wake up in the basement and they've been mugged uh they're in their undies like we say no one went into the stores to check when they closed up the, pl- the club. Um, now, I never worked in a pub or club. I wasn't one of those students who tried to work off uh, their debts um, as much as I probably should have. <laughs> um, uh, but I did have some friends who worked in the nightclub at our, our student nightclub, and they always had to check the stock at the end of the night or at least go down to there and, and take things back. No one went into the stores to check. There's there's bottles lining all of the the, the basement no one checks them no one came down to find a new bottle of something Uh, it's very strange and they had to cut themselves out with some smelly vinegar sounding stuff um yeah any more to say on their their story which kind of wraps itself up and we don't really see them until the next day no i'm gonna leave that there yeah that's it we've had enough of that uh archer goes for a dog walk um or they're gonna go for a walk with the dogs and we find out it's rilo um they uh, sort of veer into soap opera territory as we find out more about her backstory or potential backstory. It could be a lie, it could be a fabrication. We It's never really 100% confirmed whether she's just telling him a story to, to win his trust. Mm. A bit too soap opera the way she sort of gets up and stares at the camera and he's behind her, the way it's blocked. Is it too overdone? Do you know, I hadn't noticed that, but when you say it, yes, I think you're right. I think it's... It's quite saccharine, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. We've, we've had our problems with Discovery doing this exact same thing mm. with some characters, that, that it veers into that sentimentality, 
too much mm. you can have a sentimental story but the way it's blocked it becomes more like a soap opera and it doesn't yeah. feel like it naturally fits the episode yeah. when you've had other characters delivering these epic wonderful performances and then you have a soap opera yeah it, it just if it's jarring if the whole episode is that yep. and that is the tone of the episode fair enough but it, it really jars when you're up against what is the wholesome story coming up with um with hoshi and it feels more natural and even though it is just as saccharine if not sweeter yes. than this this thing yes, going on yeah it, it, yeah. it just felt weird felt different yeah that's interesting uh, your thoughts yeah no i think you're right i think um, that's really interesting and um i suppose it sort of fits archer a little bit though as well i think um it, uh, what it does do it fits a trope of star star trek captains falling in love in about 10 seconds <laughs> they they quick they they quick to um to love aren't they most star Starfleet mm-hmm. captains I can think of. I mean, there's there's all Very obviously true. sort of Kirk's. I don't think love is the word you'd use for Kirk, but certainly Picard does it, doesn't he? And, and um, Very true. I'm trying to think. Well, and there's Janeway with um, the Irish guy. Yeah. <laughs> Delete the wife. Delete the wife. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah, it sort of fits that That's trope, true. doesn't it? Very true. Maybe that was the conversation that we jumped into back in Fallen Hero mm. when this uh, uh, trilogy started that prompted to Paul to say, maybe you need to go on holiday, that uh, everyone's just too easy to to be suckered in by everything and too emotional that maybe some time off maybe mm. might help you out, um, that he falls in love too easily, that yeah. he needed a holiday from it. And then it ironically fell in love again. Yes. So there we go. Um, to Paul made her own <laughs> rod for her own back on that one. Um but yeah, again, it, nothing really comes out. No. We know that she wants to find out something and Archer is suspicious. Yeah. So he does his look. He's a better spy than she is yes. because he he knocks that bit of wine bottle oh, yeah. over into the bag so he can grab yeah. his tricorder and take some scans. Um, he's way more surreptitious, way more believable as a spy than she ever could be in this episode. Um, moving over to Hoshi, it, again, it's still quite wholesome. Yep. There's a lot of back and forth. She's learning the language yeah. or not learning the language. Uh, they were having breakfast. She picks up what is clearly a strawberry yes. and says, we don't really have anything. It's sort of like a strawberry. No, it it's is a strawberry. <laughs> and then she takes a bite of something else yeah. that's green and it's like, mm, it's a bit like a kiwi. Yeah. It is a kiwi. <laughs> they didn't even try to make it look like alien fruit. <laughs> um, any thoughts on the prop master clearly yes, not doing, not their doing job. a good job? No, I really like, I like, I like Hoshi's scenes full stop. And I like this scene because this this is exactly what Hoshi would do on holiday, isn't it? This is Hoshi all over. You know, she's mm-hmm. not, it's not work for her, the learning of languages and stuff. It's a passion and, and it's what she does. And, you know, she would do it if she wasn't on the enterprise, she'd be learning Klingon anyway, just for the hell of it, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so I, I really like this. This is what, I don't know if if all the if all the sort of characters storylines were like this, where it'd be a bit too too nice. But mm. it could be really interesting to have like you know four or five characters have a really interesting time on Riser, you know, yeah. and a, a good you know. I mean, yeah, maybe you know, and, and Hoshi's perfect. I think I, I really like this, and there's I think the actor, you know, it's a genuine warmness between the two of them. Mm-hmm. It re- that really works. So yeah, overall, I think it's you know it's by far the best storyline in the whole thing. Yeah, and and could have made quite an interesting story by itself. I think. Yeah, absolutely. And and I know there's no crossover between all these stories, but I think it would have been nice to have had mm. um, her and this character meeting up with maybe Archer yeah. and the other lady, and through what Hoshi picks up, she recognizes that this lady isn't all yeah. 100% on the up and up that, that she picks up on things that maybe Archer misses mm. or even the other alien guy misses. And she's such a good communicator. She can pick up on everything that's not said yes. as well as what's being said. I, I just feel like that maybe would have ramped it up a bit. We're using Hoshi's abilities so we can show how good she's not just learning languages. She can interpret far more than what we're aware of. 
I don't know. It just to add a bit more intrigue to it. Yeah. And so she's pulled into the plot. I mean, I think the other thing you, they could have done, which would have been quite nice, is you know, like a sort of Pulp Fiction idea where they have like little Ooh. little stories. You know, like is it Pulp Fiction they do yeah. that? Yeah. You know, and it pops yeah, up. Yeah. So it's it. It links, but yeah. it, there are separate stories in their own right, yeah. but there are crossovers. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Some of that would be really cool as well. Oh, yeah. Right. All, all part of our uh, alterations, so all kind of come up. Um, this point, the Travis storyline then becomes a Flox storyline as it, it changes to his brilliant uh, slapstick. I, I adore his performance uh, in his slapstick way of getting up. Who are you? Uh, call the doctor. You are the doctor. Oh, of course. Of course. Gets up, falls on the floor. I know loads of people, you know, probably don't like slapstick and, you know, it, people see it as lowbrow and also I, I love a good bit of slapstick. I love how they can um, just physical comedy. They can use it so well in this character. Uh, just Flux's performance in general. Yeah, really. I'm I'm not a fan of slapstick as it happens, but mm -hmm. I can't help but like this scene. I think. Um, I mean, again, it's just John Billingsley just has such exuberance for the character and mm -hmm. such. You know, he's obviously having loads of fun. I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if a lot of that was was ad libbed, you know. And he just mm. sort of did it, and you know, sort of when he wakes up and says, "What well, I can't remember what he says now," but. You know, he probably just made that up on the spot and sort of that sort of thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's you know, he's just, yeah, he's great. He is. Poor old it's, Travis. It's just fun Travis gets utterly and totally overshadowed, doesn't he? I mean, you know. <laughs> Even um, T'Pol has some great lines where she is just so po-faced yeah. against what he is doing and all of his slapstick. She's like, you are the doctor or, you know, uh, try to help yourself out and, and do all this she's just brilliant and they work so well together and yeah overshadow travis travis just lays on the bed he tries to look a bit nervous because flox is clearly not operating well um but travis is just completely written off it's almost like he's not in the scene as far as the writing and it's really bad for the actor i really feel so sorry um for anthony montgomery he just gets forgotten i don't know why anyway um night two comes and the trip read story is already finished because you know they're still stuck in the basement uh they haven't cut themselves out yet travis is pretty much done as well because we're now finding out why he's having this reaction to the medication even hoshi doesn't wake up till the next morning so we don't know anything of hoshi so it's just archer and now we find out she might be tandaran that she's working for colonel Gratt, that um there's a more of an interrogation scene going on you know, find out about the Suliban, where's the Helix, where do they work, where do they live? She has jumped straight up to unhinged. She's gone from very reasonable to unhinged in one go. Um, and then she uses that little kind of cut thing to knock him out, like a little poison dart or something, which you don't really see. Is that a natural thing? Um, just any thoughts on sort of the ending part of the scene and the episode, really? I wonder whether it's a, an abduction. My name is Jonathan Archer. <laughs> Answer the question. That was it. Is it an abduction light? I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not an abduction as such, but it's a, you know, it's a sort of, he, he is forced to stay there, isn't he, effectively, by being mm. knocked out. Mm. It's, it's yeah, it's a it's a borderline case, isn't it? But it's it's more pain mm. for Archer, isn't it? You know, it's more mm. sort of, you know, he's been knocked out. <laughs> so it's yep. more... Having of, had the upper hand. Yeah. Like, he had the upper hand in the whole thing. And then she has some ability that is never mentioned before or after that she can scratch him and inject a toxin or something. I don't know. Yeah. Comes out, just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. um, there we go. So, yeah. So, so it's, it's sort of poor old, poor old Ultra, really. He gets, you know... Mm. He doesn't have. I mean, it's, I, I love the fact that the one good, one of the good things about this episode is that Hoshi is the only one who has a really good time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, I like that because Hoshi. I mean, Travis, we don't know because we don't know, um, but Hoshi deserves to have a good time. The other, you know, I mean, well, Archer, he sort of doesn't deserve it because he's so boring about it. You know, <laughs> I'm going to go and read, you know, technical manuals. Or I mean, come on, mate, just you know, don't do that. Just 
you know, go and yeah. walk the dog, have some, have a nice lunch, chill out for a bit, go and have some nice dinner. You know, mm. don't be so boring. You know, so he doesn't really des- he deserves what he gets. I think again, <laughs> obviously, for someone who's a water polo fan, yeah. he's by a beach. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. surely a there's a sport somewhere. You're so right. Exactly. I mean, yeah, go and check out the local sports. Yeah, you know, there must be sport on re- riser. I'm sure there must be. You know, and there must be all sorts of exactly. Things. It's almost like if if only there were a race going on in the water that maybe Archer could get part yeah. of. And then, then trip. Then, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that would give Travis yeah. more to do. Yes, t- Travis could sail the boat. Yeah. And then Trip could build it. And then Archer obviously is, you know, taking care of it. And we realise that all the fishermen. Hey, a minute. I think I've pitched this before. Never mind. All right. Forget that. Never, never mind. Never mind. It's a great idea. It's uh, a great <laughs> idea, mate. It's a great idea. And everything into a race movie. Yes. That's all it is. Um, yeah. So they go back into the shuttle pod and they don't talk about what happened yep. because no one really knows what that was all about. No. It's all over yep. and done. Travis is cured. Yep. Hoshi had a really nice time. The boys said that they were fine, even though they stink to high heaven. Um, did they ruin Hoshi's story by that last line? I learned several new conjugations. Was that an attempt yes, to make it a little bit right. dirty? Yes. yes. That's my last point. Yeah, really you're right. Do you know what? Actually, you're right. I've forgotten about that. But yeah, it's... Again, why? There's no need to. She was so mature and so sort of sensible and, and, and decent. Mm-hmm. And then she drops in. I mean, that's so out of character for Hoshi, anyway. That isn't the mm-hmm. way she'd speak, I don't think. Yeah. You know. And if they're, they're trying to make it that she had the the nice time, but has changed to being like the boys, yeah, exactly, and the yeah. boys had a horrid time, yeah. and somehow that makes them better, I I don't know if that's what they were going for. I don't know. That is the sound of this episode. <laughs> the writing, I mean, it's, you know... <laughs> It's such a. Sh- I'm not even going to talk about it because it drives me mad. It's you know, it's such a shame. That's all I'm going to say. It really is, and that is it. That's the episode. That's all it was. Wow. Two days, and two, two nights. nights. Uh, it gets mentioned twice in the dialogue. Like even the title of the episode, they have to say it twice just to make sure that you know they're on holiday for two days two and two nights. nights. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we have got? Before we move on to the next... No, actually, we'll move on to the next categories and then I'll bring it up. Okay. Uh, C is consequences. Are there any consequences that come from this episode for the future of Starfleet? Well, I think there is. And I think that is that Riser starts to cement its place as the yeah. sex planet, <laughs> basically. Yeah. That's that's it. That's it. <laughs> it's the Ibiza yeah. of... Uh, space yeah. you know it's the place you go f- to party and i don't know what what is the american equivalent for that because do they have like an ibiza is there like cancun or something like that yeah maybe the, or like, like a party area yeah, where do they have is it florida where they have the spring breaks that seems to be where everyone goes for spring break. yes not that spring i'm break. I'm, so it's, yeah. yeah it's a part of culture that i don't know get no from that and what about everywhere else in, on the planet yeah. you know where do people go that's their ibiza yeah like the bit where it's the teenage holiday discover yourself kind of holiday i don't know i just yeah very strange um yeah i can't think of any other consequences maybe update the general to say that crime is a little bit more common than you think it is although maybe it's only for people who deserve it yep um uh yeah strawberries and kiwis look like strawberries and kiwis no matter where you are in the universe so that's consequences um uh, <laughs> alterations now we've racked our brains on this um with this should we have got more crew members and more stories should we have perhaps seen more of what was going on the enterprise but should we have made it a lower decks episode Mm. and got rid of the bridge crew and seen the fallout maybe of the the year that's just gone for the rest of the crew yeah that would have been pretty cool wouldn't it i i do think i i think that um I mean, again, this is the problem. I mean, this is a, this is a, not entirely, but certainly the trip and read storyline mm-hmm. is a TOS episode, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. This is what, this is exactly what Kirk and Bones would do. Mm-hmm. 
and and so because of that there's so many alterations you'd make that we almost <laughs> need not to do alterations because it's it would just it take longer to do the alterations i mean again i'm i quite like this episode in a sort of cheesy sort of awful way compared to <laughs> last episode desert crossing you know yeah. my 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 reaction was write a better episode and it's sort of the same for this really but mm -hmm. there are redeeming features about this there are sort of you know it's it's not desert crossing no but there are lots of alterations i would make and and one of them would be just make everyone make trip and read a little bit more a little bit more adult they don't have to be you know mm -hmm. sent you know they don't have to be like you know sort of walking around the cultural tourist you know they don't have to be going to the the opera in on riser or anything like that yeah but mm -hmm. just a little bit more adult you know <laughs> and just sort of and i like that idea of of the um the, the pulp fictiony type thing where they have separate mm -hmm. things that sort of come together at the end maybe that'd be quite nice but other yep. than that we yep. could go on for a while about that and again you know i think this mm. is true of season one really just write slightly better episodes yeah yeah there's too much reliance on that trip read story and ah isn't it funny no it's not <laughs> they i think the writers focused on the wrong elements yeah. hoshi was done really well and i really do appreciate it and the wholesomeness was really nice if the archer interrogation being spied upon and followed to risa storyline was part of the trip and read story that these women, the Rice and women they were talking to, were also trying mm. to get information out of yeah. them. You know, uh, Trip was down on the, the desert planet as well. Maybe there was some you know, consequence to that. Try and find out what he knows about the Sulaban. What Reed knows, he's the tactical officer, so maybe he knows a little bit more. Have it all play into being this tactical thing. And it just so happens that Hoshi had the one nice person on the planet who had nothing yeah. to do with it. And just have those two elements separate. Yeah. That's fine. I think it just would have brought it all together. Maybe Travis didn't fall off the rock. He was pushed by one of the other yes, spies from yeah. the Tandarans. There's a bit of intrigue, yeah. a political intrigue, maybe you know, something. Just give anything to Travis, really. Um, it's my thing there. Um, so that's alterations or expansions. I, we're going to see more of Ricer, so we're going to see more of it in other series and other iterations. Uh, recommendations is the last criteria. Do we recommend to Star Trek fans this episode? Isn't it an essential part of Star Trek? No, I don't think so. You know, as I say, it's it's, it's got its quirk. It's it's a little bit quirky. It's a little bit sort of. I think they were going for a sort of comedic value. Um, mm -hmm. But no, I mean, you know, it's it's all right. And I guess if you've watched uh, Fallen Hero and Desert Crossing, then it makes sense to finish the trilogy. But no, not really. Yep. It's been a long road getting from there to Risa, and it's just a bit disappointing yeah. to finish it off. Um, they took all that time to get there, and it just the episode just doesn't do it for me. So, yeah, to Star Trek fans, I don't see it being essential to the rewatch. To non-Star Trek fans, is this going to bring in new people, or is Trip and Reed enough to say, no, never? The only people it's going to bring in is the sort of worst kind of redneck <laughs> um, you know, sort of teenager from I don't know from Kansas or something. You know, I mean, I'm being totally awfully racist here, but if this is what attracts you to Star Trek, then I think you've missed the point, really. So, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I didn't watch this with uh, my wife in the room because I knew these scenes were coming up, and I knew it would anger her so much. <laughs> And I didn't want a divorce over an episode of Star Trek. So uh, um, I just want, I want more Travis again. I, he's such an ignored character. And I think someone new coming into this, wanting to know more about that mm. character, gets nothing. Yeah. You learn about this whole story uh, through dialogue, not through seeing it. Archer's story, it's interesting that he's still being pursued yep. over this Sulaban issue. And that is a nice continuation. I mean, they get mentioned in Fallen Hero. They get mentioned in uh, Desert Crossing. The whole point of Desert Crossing is because of the Sulaban. And it gets mentioned again. And there's some intrigue and you know, there's plans going on behind the scenes. But again, it just doesn't really deliver on that aspect. And it doesn't go anywhere. As far as I know, this never gets a direct callback in no, future episodes, so. even dealing with the Sulaban. 
uh, just nothing. Hoshi's a great episode, and I'd like to see more of that. Yep. But I would like to see more of the Enterprise crew. So there's not enough here for a new fan coming in to, I think, really get a good grasp of the episode and an Enterprise. So that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. We're done. <laughs> um, all that remains is the setup for uh, next week's episode. A- any other comments on this episode? And we're about to finish up season one. We've got uh, yes. Shockwave to come. Wow. Yes. That's a momentous thing, isn't it? For us. It's mm. the, the end of the first full season rewatch. Yeah. Wow. And I think that's it. Is, is part one a slightly shorter one for us this time because of the timey wimey? It will be. So uh, season one ends on Shockwave part one. The I think the first 20 minutes of the episode we can watch. Then there's a uh, two minute scene where it cuts out. Then almost right up to the end. And then Archer will be taken from us mm. to the 31st century. So, yeah, we won't be watching all of that. And we won't be watching all of part two right. as well, because there'll be lots of co- crossing over. So it's almost like going back to the old format where we had to watch at timestamps. So well, this is timestamps are coming back. Wimey one then. Yeah. So I will be sending you all the timestamps. Um, so I apologize if I spam you with lots of information, but it'll be there. Um, it'll just be the two of us. Yep. And then that's it. Season one will be done. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably do a review of season yep. one for Nexus Nights, yep. and then I'll sort of post it into this feed as well. And that'll be it. Wow. So season one's almost done. But so all that remains is the setup for next week. So join us as we go to season three episode 27 of the podcast season one episode 25 shockwave part one uh we are starting at zero minutes and zero seconds on this episode but there will be timestamps, so follow along everybody um goodbye from me and from me and we'll see you in the next time stream brilliant i hope you've enjoyed the show please remember to like subscribe and review wherever you listen to it if you would like to be a guest in the future or give feedback you can contact me by either searching for the temple trick podcast facebook page or find me on Twitter at Rider underscore Coattail. Also search The Temple Trek Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore Writer. Scripted elements of the show are a work of pure fan fiction, and any views and opinions expressed in the episode discussions are my own or that of the guest. They do not reflect the rights holders of Star Trek. Any Star Trek sound effects or music are used under the terms of fair use and are not my own work. The intro music, Birthright by Audio Binger, is royalty-free from the Free Music Archive. Check out their work and others at freemusicarchive.com. The Temple Trek is a free podcast with no Patreon or sponsorship. However, if you would like to support the show, you can find my books by searching Daniel Peter Hitch on Amazon. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream.